from Los Angeles. Next, Rethinking Heroes. Our vets now have new benefits, but who knows how to get them? Well, stand by all you need to know. Finally, it's next. Then we're going to go to the phones for your live calls since it's Open Phone Friday, and that means what's on your mind. We get to hear it next on Rethinking Heroes. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. I've spent a decade taking a bite out of conspiracy theories, unraveling urban legends, and grappling with worldwide top-secret issues. I've even racked up some of their awards. Wow, I mean, first of all, what a question. Journalism is about telling the truth, all while ferreting out the bottom line. I'm a Harrison Hellraiser. Uh-oh, with me, Carrie Harrison, as your guide. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military, with Carrie Harrison. And it is Rethinking Heroes, Carrie Harrison with you, your new best friend. Welcome. Happy Friday or happy whatever day it is, if you're listening to this as a podcast or watching it as a video. Uh, you know, we talk about heroes. What are heroes? We have traditional heroes, the kinds that we all grew up worshiping. Look, it's John Wayne. Oh, okay, that's a hero. That's it. That's it. John Wayne, go home. There's nothing else to see here. <laughs> That's it. And then over time, we evolve and we find that there are all kinds of heroes out there, people that we might not even know exist that put their lives in peril and do big stuff for the human race. Uncompensated often. Uh, amazing people. So there are a variety of heroes, many of whom, of course, have traditionally and always will be people that work in our armed forces who sign a blank check to go out and do what they imagine is the right thing and give the ultimate sacrifice for it and return and are basically kicked to the curb, or so it seems or feels for many. Whatever we think of Congress, and we could go on for at least 10 hours on that one, couldn't we? And it wouldn't be a new uh, way of thinking. Trust me, back in the 1800s, there were complaints about Congress sitting around and doing nothing and taking cash and prizes. So this is not a new thing. But whatever we think of them uh, and or the Biden administration, they have passed into law, really, the Biden administration that has opened up a variety of new benefits for veterans. But nobody knows what they are or worse, how to go get them. So here you are sitting around as a veteran, and what do you do next? Veterans dealing with issues that many of us will never have encountered, levels of PTSD or things that they had to do under the command of others. All of this piles up, and at some point it can become truly crippling. And the body keeps the score, as does the brain, as does the nervous system. Thanks to new veterans benefits laws, vets with substance use disorder, among other things, can now go to first class rehabs like the famous Riverside Recovery, which actually has protocols specifically designed for veterans of our armed services. Imagine. Vets are eligible for multiple new programs now in the U.S., but there's no Walter Cronkite out there to tell the whole nation or speak to millions of vets all at one time to let them know that there's a centralized way for them to understand their benefits. So basically, nobody knows where to go, what to do, and what to do next. Well, happily, one vet climbed the ladder of success to the very top, the very top of the system, and then wrote a book to tell about it. It's the first comprehensive guide to every possible benefit and resource that a vet could want. Well, with us right now is Paul Lawrence, and he is the former Undersecretary of Benefits at the VA. 
He was unanimously confirmed by the Senate in 2018, led a team of 25,000 people with an operating budget of $4 billion with a B, administered $120 billion in benefits annually. His success model? Well, this is important. He implemented proven business practices, streamlined the bureaucracy, cut the red tape, created a public presence, rebranding Veterans Benefits Administration as an organization successfully supporting veterans. Who doesn't want successfully supporting veterans and actually being successful at doing it? He now has a new book called Veterans Benefits for You that offers an accessible guide to a vast array of benefits and services that vets are entitled to. And it took a vet to get to the top and untangle the mess. And he is that vet who finally laid out the basic 411 for easier living including basic health care eligibility and benefits, disability, rehab services, even counseling and mental health care. And let's not leave out employment assistance, pensions, loans, insurance, memorial services, military records, GI Bill benefits, which we'll get into a little bit, scholarships, and even grants. Oh, boy. Dr. Lawrence's insights empower veterans, their dependents, survivors, uh, all too easily and more easily navigate the rugged landscape of veterans' benefits. So, they receive the assistance they've earned. Dr. Paul Lawrence, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you, Carrie, and thanks so much for caring about our veterans. Well, you know, <laughs> who else is left? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you've done the, the Lord's work here. You've done the heavy lifting and put together a book. Obviously, there's a story behind why you suddenly realized, geez, there's a giant chasm in all of this. What was that well, moment? Yeah, well, part of it was when I was office, and you allude to, you know, I was undersecretary, I had to really understand what these benefits were, and I had to explain it to people all the time. And so when I got out, I said, certainly there must be a book like this that exists. And I looked, and the books were either outdated or written by lawyers. And we all love lawyers, but they write in the most obtuse ways. Nobody could understand it. So that was the opening, and I realized folks need this information because often the question I'd get is, Am I a veteran? What are my benefits? How do I get them? And they were very straightforward questions. So I want to put it all in one book. I want to make it very easy to read so folks could understand it. And if not for themselves, maybe for a family member who needed some help. Dr. Paul Lawrence, how can veterans effectively navigate this VA system just so they can get access to those very benefits and they probably don't know how many they actually get and deserve? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, each benefit is a little bit different, so it's hard to give a generic answer for all of them, but here's sort of a general answer. You're always going to have to prove that you were a veteran. So having your DD-214, the document you get when you're released, is very, very important, having a copy of that. If something happened to you in service, they're going to ask you to demonstrate it. I hurt my knee in training, and therefore I need benefits for my knee. They're going to ask you to prove it. So hopefully you kept a medical record. And then finally, whenever you apply for benefits, you really got to use the right forms and complete them accurately. So that's my general advice. Okay. And so books like mine, especially mine, will help you do that. Right. So it's, there's no magic. You just got to have all the information and present it in a way that folks can understand it and approve your request. It's the same as if you go to Ikea and try to return a schnurri, you're going to want to have the receipt and the information and they're happy to do it. They just have to have the proof and evidence. So that's something we have to be mindful of. Whatever you start doing in the future, keep the receipts, just keep the receipts. And one to build on that is unlike the Ikea thing where you might get some help, there are people who at no cost will assist veterans with their benefits. They're called service officers Uh and you can get them at no cost 
from like American Legion, uh, VFW, Wounded Warrior Project. They have them. And most states have a Department of Veterans Affairs or Services. They have service officers there. So there are people who will help you. And, and that really makes some sense because these processes can be complicated. So again, have the information as well as get some no-cost help. Dr. Paul Lawrence, in your book, you discuss counseling and mental health care for uh, service for veterans. Can you elaborate on the importance of mental health support for those who have served? Right, absolutely. So if you are in need of mental, uh, mental health care, now, of course, obviously, there's a crisis hotline. So if you are in crisis, that's where you should go, 988. Someone will intervene and, and get you there. But if regardless of your uh, discharge, you can go to any VA medical facility and say, I need some mental health assistance. I am having issues and folks will help you. And I think it's really important that we talk to people about this because, you know, a long time ago when you showed up, people were like, well, we'll give you drugs. And a lot of people were backed off and said, you know, I just don't know that there's a lot of new stuff going on, new therapies, new approaches that are not drug based. So I would encourage folks to look at it. Okay. And certainly come to the VA and get some assistance if you think that's what you need. Yeah, I mean, there's everything from ketamine treatments to really state-of-the-art stuff that a lot of people don't even know about that they found they're starting to work on veterans because they really, if they're going to deal with PTSD, I don't want to deal with, you think you have it because your mother yelled at you when you were three. Maybe you do. I mean, why not? It depends on your mother. If it was my mother, you definitely have PTSD. But yeah. generally speaking, if you were out in the field for a couple of years and you came back, this is the real deal. And they're finding serious help for people this way. And it's now available. I mean, there are now laws that say if you have this kind of problem that, that's crushing your life and removing your opportunity to, to move freely, make decisions, feel happy, healthy, and whole, you can actually get that, including rehabs that will let you go in and be treated for drug and alcohol, which is boy, part of the problem, isn't it? Right. Absolutely. Unfortunately, like one in 10 veterans have substance abuse disorders. So we've really got to help them. And as you pointed out, a, a lot of it cares. Some people, well, I'm really far from a VA facility. A new law passed four or five years ago allows folks to go. It's called community care. If you can't go to a VA facility or they don't have the expertise, we'll send you to a private provider. So it's really designed to make sure the match between the needs of the veteran and the expertise that are available really hook up and get them the care. And then finally, just to kind of build on your point about PTS, when people are now starting to talk about PTS growth so that we can move beyond what's gone on. So I really, I think you really nailed it, Carrie. There's so much going on there. So a veteran, you know, thinking need help should really come and, and get it. We're talking to Paul Lawrence, former Undersecretary of Benefits for the VA, who managed a team of 25,000, a $4 billion operating budget, administered 120 billion in benefits every year by cutting red tape, pushing the VA to more effectively assist veterans. And in his book, Veterans Benefits for You, he shows you how vets, how you can access everything from healthcare and disability to rehab, counseling, even employment assistance. And as a vet himself, it was written to empower other veterans and their dependents to navigate this wacky world of veterans benefits and get the help you've earned and learn about all the benefits you never knew were there. And there are actually lots, it turns out. Um, let's talk for a second about the GI Bill. This goes back to sort of World War II era Vietnam. People have heard of it. Most people think GI is now their stomach. Uh, no, <laughs> this is different. Right, right. Well, the GI Bill, the famous GI Bill in 1944, Servicemen's Readjustment Act of 1944, 
sort of dealt with everybody returning from World War II, 16 million veterans, right? It had a series of benefits in there, but the education benefit is what we now call the GI Bill. It's kind of slang for the education benefit. So basically, if you serve honorably for three years, you can have the equivalent of a four-year free ride at a state university. So essentially, if you're of the generation that never went to college, you can serve in the military and have college done for free. Not only the tuition, but you get a monthly stipend or 36 college months with the equivalent of four years. A lot of people have already gone to college. So I say, hey, I don't know if I need that, but education is really changing. Certificates and credentials really can help you in the job market, right? Intense period of study, showing you master the subject. You can use your GI Bill for that. You don't want to sit in an office you can use your gi bill to become an electrician a truck driver i mean you know fast ways to hundred thousand dollar a year jobs from the trades that we need so it's really a very powerful uh benefit the congress keeps changing and quite frankly enriching every year so i'd urge anybody you know interested in education to really think about their benefit in the gi bill well and you come from uh really a fortune 500 business background as well so you actually have eyes in on this it's not like fantasy land oh yeah you know and then no you've actually been at the top of these places and you know what they're looking for for employees and if people can simply become easily qualified like that bam they really have a good shot not only that but surveys continue to show veterans have all the attributes companies want loyalty hard work you know dealing with ambiguity right so everybody knows veterans are great employees so you get you know that kind of starting point with the right skills companies are anxious to snap up veterans so it's really a great time to be a veteran looking for a job in fact if anything we have too many veterans sitting on the sideline saying no i don't want to be in the labor force so we need to encourage them to get in the labor force because the time is really right yeah and you know if you want someone that's going to show up on time and i mean on time right to a veteran my very first intern when i was at a rock station was a gulf gulf war one vet and this guy he was early uh, prepared i'm like who are you why are you here i'm not used to this it was awesome and then became a loyal friend we still talk today and that's because he was so well trained and had such you know a good brain and a smart guy capable competent and he's out there helping the world too Right. right what a useful guy so so many people are out there again if they don't know what's there they can't go and reach for it um yeah. let's talk for a little bit about um purchasing a home with no money down now there's a big one that's pretty appealing to people yeah this is a really really big deal for just what you alluded to right think about a civilian counterpart to purchase a home, you got to save a down for down payment. It could be tens of thousands of dollars, right? So that takes time and effort. But if you're a veteran, you can instantly purchase a home with no money down. This was part of the original GI Bill to get people into homes. Okay, so this is a really big deal. As a result, veterans own homes greater than the average in the United States, and it's often the you know the 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 biggest part of their assets, right? And some veterans even use the equity from their home to start a small business. So it's really something that we encourage veterans to do. And again, law was changed four or five years ago that uncaps the amount you can purchase with. So it used to be stuck at about $400,000. In many places, that was not enough. That was not enough. Housing prices were more. So now whatever home you can afford, this guarantee support. So again, no money down, often a lower interest rates and no private mortgage insurance, which is a monthly payment you have to do but not for a v, what's called a VA loan. So it's a really powerful benefit that you know every veteran should take advantage of. 
And as a civilian, let me just say out loud, I am jealous. Yes. No, I that's, I, that, <laughs> that's exactly what we want. Gee, I wish I'd become a veteran so we encourage people more to join. No, that's exactly. It is an incredibly powerful benefit. We're talking right now to Paul Lawrence, former Undersecretary of Benefits at the VA, managed a team of 25,000, a $4 billion operating budget, administered $120 billion in benefits every year. By cutting red tape, pushing the VA to more effectively assist veterans, he's got a book, Veterans Benefits for You, and it shows how vets can access everything from healthcare to disability to rehab, counseling, even employment assistance, and as a vet himself, it was written to empower veterans and their dependents to navigate the world of veterans' benefits and get the help they've earned. Let's talk for a second, uh, Dr. Paul Lawrence, about disability and rehabilitation, about drug and alcohol, because in L.A., uh, we have 80,000 people, 25% are considered to be veterans with sort of no hope. And again, no compass, no no move, push toward any of these benefits, no understanding they even exist. And many, many, many of them uh, are dealing with opioid addiction from right. pain that they've had that was treated that way and alcohol and substance abuse. Um, what can they do? What's the new world for them look like in this? Area? Yeah, let's, 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 break it apart. let's break it apart into several pieces here. So first, if you've been hurt in service, uh, injured, disabled, injured, disabled, whatever, and while in service could mean I was in combat, I was in training, but it could also mean playing basketball when I was in service on the gym team or uh, the, the post team or something like that. You're eligible, you could be eligible for what's called disability compensation. It's a tax-free monthly payment to deal with maybe foregone wages, expenses and the like, right? So you demonstrate it happened there. I was a service member. It still continues to bother me. This could be a monthly payment that kind of supports your lifestyle. With what's called service connection demonstration, you now can be eligible on certain levels for VA healthcare, right? Hey, now I can go and get healthcare generally for free at a certain level, depending upon your level. So that's where, again, the drug and alcohol thing could come in because you can get treatment in that way, right? Now, I know finally, LA in the area has a real big homeless veterans problem. So I do want to kind of connect the two because often if you're homeless, the incidence of alcohol and substance abuse is really higher, okay? So here's something I would point out to your listeners. There is a number you can call when you see somebody who you think is a homeless veteran that will alert VA to this possibility. They will come and find him or her, figure out the veteran and try to get him help. So let me give you this number and you can share with it on your social media. It's 877-424-3838. Again, it's 877-424-3838. So you know how you come to the red light and somebody there was a sign that says homeless veteran. You wish you could figure out what to do. Yeah. Pick out your phone, put it on speed dial, call and say, I'm here at First in Maine. I'm seeing this person looks like a veteran. They'll send somebody, hopefully, get services and get them kind of in a better path. Oh, that is awesome. I had no idea. And, and I'm not completely clueless about the world, but I yeah. did not know that was there. And that's a number I will be calling because I spot it all the time. Yeah, please do. And, and you can call for a friend. You can have them call. And it's even not just homeless, on the cusp of homeless. Maybe you know somebody who's couch surfing and say, you know, He's lost his job. He or she's lost his job. This is kind of going to end up badly. Let's get him help now. So homeless prevention is actually something they deal with as well. I, I appreciate your, uh, your fizz, your sparkle. Uh, Dr. Paul Lawrence, formerly of the VA uh, Benefits Administration, like you're really, you're an awesome guest and your passion about helping veterans just comes through. And so it's really working here. Uh, we do hear stories of veterans who have had their benefits decisions uh, 
turned down. They've been told no for whatever reason or another, but they can actually appeal that, right? Right. There's a re- there's a re- it's really interesting. Think about this. Maybe you've ever had problems with your taxes. You cannot appeal to the IRS and say, I like a better ruling, right? But any decision the VA makes, there's an appeals process. And it used to be onerous, years and years, judges, and it was just a mess. That was streamlined. And now they have sort of expedited reviews. It's kind of like the NFL when they throw a flag and you say, a more senior official will look at this play and see if it was what it's called a higher level review. You can point out, say, I think you made a mistake. Would you look at this again? And a different person looks at it and could change it, right? There's a couple other ways, but this appeals process has really been made easier and quite frankly, more veteran friendly. So again, I encourage everybody feels like, just like you said, I was denied, but I shouldn't have been, or I didn't get what I imagined. I didn't get the right level. Do an appeal. There's no harm to do it. And people understand, and you can point out the mistakes and it might, it might turn out very different. One of my friends who came back from, um, Iraq, I think. Uh, he's actually a $6 million man for real. Um, he's got a titanium bionic leg. It is extraordinary. The guy can sprint like a rocket, like a bunny mm-hmm. rabbit. Um, and so he knows about disability compensation. He knows about that whole system, but not everyone else does. And, and they're wondering, gee, wh- what can I do? I'm just stuck here somewhere. Yeah. Well, first, Understand that this is a benefit. This is not an entitlement. This is just something you've earned, right? Injured, disabled. And the way to think about it is, you know, are you changed physically because of your service? And often your job did change you. You've been around loud noises, so your hearing is going to be changed. If you did a lot of marching with heavy stuff, your back and your ankles and your knees, this is just a consequence of what's gone on. So it is a benefit set up by Congress. And the money's there. A lot of people say, well, I'm not as bad as somebody else, but that's not accurate. It's what's called mandatory spend, like Social Security. Congress will always make the money available. So it doesn't come at the expense of somebody else. So get started. Get a service officer, like I mentioned, to help you fill out the forms because this can be complicated. But again, it's never too late. If you waited, go back in. And again, think about it. Conditions, unfortunately, get worse over time. So the sooner you begin to deal with this, the more likely is it'll be appropriate as like, you know, hearing go. Hearing loss is a big thing. Nobody wants to admit they're having problems when they're in their 20s and le- around 40s and 50s. They're all like, you know, getting yelled at and somebody goes, you should have dealt with that before and gotten some assistance. And then there's the joys of tinnitus or tinnitus. Yep, just a yep. beautiful ringing 24 hours a day. All of this, you know, the earlier you get it, the better right. it works out in the end. Let's end Dr. Lawrence talking a bit about, uh, military veterans and politically engaged ones. Uh, What's the one key message you hope they're going to take away from reading your book? Um, You know, we need people to advocate for veterans, right? Less and less of the population is veterans or knows of veterans. And again, we need to talk about, you know, why service was important to you, what it means to continue on, why these benefits matter, and just what it means to serve, right? So often veterans, often folks will join the military, become veterans, and continue in their community, right? And so let's keep talking about how important service was to that general approach that veterans have for service. Well, you are an awesome guest. I am so glad you joined us today. We've been talking to Paul Lawrence, former Undersecretary of Benefits at the VA, managed a team of $25,000, $4 billion operating budget, administered $120 billion in benefits every year by cutting the red tape, pushing the VA to more effectively assist veterans, and has a book, a book called Veterans Benefits for You. 
showing you how vets can access everything from healthcare to disability to rehab counseling, even employment assistance. And of course, as a former vet himself, written to empower his people and their dependents to navigate the world of veterans' benefits and get the help they've earned. And you are a social media god, so people can find you online. Is that right? That's right. You can find me on LinkedIn. I try to pay, uh, post information about veterans' issues and different things. And don't forget, you can get the book on Amazon. So a lot more. I know you're an incredible interviewer, but there's a lot more there um, that folks can learn. I appreciate your coming on today very much. And uh, I'm feeling uh, like a much better American because of it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Rethinking Heroes. Don't forget to go to RethinkingHeroes.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Last week, we sent out, uh, well, both video and audio podcasts of the show, uh, and you can get both audio, video, plus extra blogs and things that we simply can't do on the radio. All you have to do is subscribe for free, uh, and also wherever you get your podcasts, you can hear all the previous episodes of Rethinking Heroes going back to day one. So uh, simply enter Rethinking Heroes wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe while you're at it. More importantly, get our newsletter at RethinkingHeroes.com. All that extra stuff that I mentioned. And I'm starting to do live streams on Facebook, which is people who have subscribed. That's part of the deal. So every week on Facebook, on the KPFK Facebook page, you're going to see it this coming Wednesday at 4 p.m., 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitch, all the other social media. We'll be doing some Q&As, similar but uncensored, to what we're going to be doing two minutes from now. We're going to be going to the phones. We're going to take your live calls about whatever's on your mind because it's Open Phones Friday next on Rethinking Heroes at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Whether it's a quirky observation, a fiery opinion, or even a pithy observation, let's hear it. The mic is yours, my friends, and I want to hear you say it. 818-985-5735, 818-985-5735. 5735-818-985-KPFK. Preventing truth decay. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. RethinkingHeroes.com. Are you juggling multiple tools to run your online business? Well, thankfully, there's a better way, and it's called Kartra. K-A-R-T-R-A. With Kartra, boosting your income has never been easier. That's because it's the ultimate all-in-one platform for online success, offering every tool you need to grow. Imagine building pages, funnels, courses, autoresponders, and checkouts all in one place for one affordable price. And the best part about Kartra is that you can automate anything. So it's like having a team of experts working around the clock to help you earn more. Ready to streamline and scale? Well, visit RethinkingHeroes.com slash money for a free 30-day trial. That's RethinkingHeroes.com slash money for a free 30-day trial. Are you familiar with Riverside Recovery of Tampa? Well, they offer a profound, all-embracing approach to addiction treatment. With a dedicated team of empathetic professionals, Riverside Recovery is committed to guiding individuals on their path to enduring recovery, using a variety of science-backed therapies, counseling, and support services. Riverside Recovery values the individuality of every recovery journey. Their tailored treatment plans respond to the specific needs, the hurdles, the goals of each resident, providing effective aid regardless of whether you're taking your first steps in recovery or maintaining your progress. 
With Riverside, recovery isn't just achievable, it's an influential journey towards a healthier, brighter future. The testimonials of those who've undergone treatment there are evidence of rediscovered self-worth and potential. Located on the tranquil Hillsborough River of Tampa, Riverside serves as a peaceful haven promoting self-discovery and healing. They acknowledge that recovery is about more than just overcoming difficulties. It's also about finding your innate strength and resilience. The Riverside Recovery's committed team are your empathetic allies in your recovery journey. They comprehend that genuine healing involves the mind, the body, and the spirit, meticulously dealing with all facets of addiction. You can discover more at rrtampa.com. That's rrtampa.com. Or reach out at 1-800-871-5440. That's 800-871-5440. 800-871-5440 or rrtampa.com. Listen while it's still legal. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. RethinkingHeroes.com. And it is Rethinking Heroes. Carrie Harrison with you, RethinkingHeroes.com. Again, one more little reminder get our free newsletter because in it, you're going to get a video of this, you're going to get audio podcasts of this. You can go to anywhere where you get your podcasts, hear every single episode from day one. Plus, we send you the stuff we simply can't do on the radio, plus some other stories that we're working on. And you become eligible to join in our live streams on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on the uh, KPFK Facebook page, along with all the other social media on my personal pages on Facebook, the Carrie Harrison fan page, TikTok, Instagram, the whole soup cat and pizzas, and we'll do Q&As uncensored, my favorite flavor. Uh, you can also go to RethinkingHeroes.com and uh, get everything else you need, but right now, just getting the newsletter is a great start. So it's time to open up the phones for all of you seekers of shared thoughts and embark on a grand expedition into the realms of ideas and the mesmerizing tapestry of the human mind. God, that was pretty good. Uh, as in your mind, that's the point here. Rethinking Heroes is not merely a broadcast, it's a living conversation, a dynamic dialogue, a sanctuary where your voice holds sway. In this relentless pace of life that we all live in, where we all race against the ticking clock entangled in the whirlwind of our daily rituals, have you ever pondered? When was the last time your voice echoed genuinely? Well, when in doubt, when, when doubt clouds, I should say, probably, cloud your path, reach out. 818-985-5735, 818-985-5735-818-985-KPFK. The stage is set, my friend. The mic awaits awaits your unique symphony of ideas at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. You know, I love what he was talking about, that you can actually do something when you run into homeless vets. I know if I'm driving down Sunset and I hit, you know, somewhere near La Brea and keep on going, maybe Rock and Roll Ralph's, where there are homeless people in the parking lot of a grocery store. Now, if you've been living in LA forever, why that's normal. It's normal to have people living in tents with rats running in and out and maybe a cholera pandemic happening while you go in to buy food. But it is not normal in the rest of Earth, especially in first world countries and first world cities. But we seem to like it here. There is that phone number. I'm going to give it out again. Then we're going to go to Jonathan in Compton. This number that uh, 
Dr. Paul Lawrence mentioned is a homeless vet and homeless homeless vet prevention hotline and more. If you just see any of them in distress, somebody will come out and do something like jump in a car, call the cops, whatever. There is help on the way. Who knew? Here it is, 877-424-3838, 877-424-3838. We'll make sure we put that in the newsletter. Now you just pick up the phone at every damn intersection you cross where you see all these poor people standing there and get them the help. It's paid for by the government. Like we've pushed this Congress and this administration to say, yes, there are unlimited funds now to help all these people if they're vets. The rest, well, that's a different political problem, but at least 25% of them, now we could do something about it. Let's go to Jonathan Compton. You're on Rethinking Heroes. Just a brief comment. I just want to thank you for your, your guest and outstanding information. Hey, Jonathan, if I could ask an easy favor of you, you're on a mobile phone and it's kind of breaking up. If you're on a speaker phone, if you could just put it on the old fashioned, like talk into it, I think that would help a little bit. Okay. Uh, what I was saying, I really appreciated the information your guests gave. And uh, in my social uh, justice work I do here in this in the Southeast Compton community, often, often run into vets who are homeless and need some immediate assistance. And I, I was not aware of this 877 number. And I just want to thank you for uh, uh, your guests and for his re- uh, giving that number. I- I'll be able to use it quite a bit, and I know it'll help a lot of people. Yeah, well, we have no idea what's going on out there because we don't have competency, I have to say, at the top of the legacy media. Uh, Anderson Cooper should be putting this number out. It should be a bumper uh, in between commercials and a CNN return. It should be on Fox. It should be, everyone should, it should be in the New York Times. Hey, did you know that this giant, massive mastodon with hairy, with hair and teeth and tusks in the middle of your living room is actually fixable? Here's a phone number. Oh, and it's a free phone number too, but no. So, (laughs) Here it is. You and I are now, we have to redistribute it, but we're going to, and you're going to do it because you're right in Compton where it really matters. I mean, you see this all the time, don't you? I'm going to do it. And uh, my personal takeaway is not enough can be done for veterans. Not enough. Yeah. Are you a veteran yourself? Thank you. I have family members who are veteran, a grandfather, uh, uncle, and my son. So it'll be helpful to the community at large and my family as well. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate it, Jonathan. Appreciate the call very much. That was Jonathan in Compton at 818-985-5735. Lines are open right now, 818-985-KPFK. We do not have to necessarily talk about the veteran thing, but it is uh, topical right now, as is geopolitics, period. But my grandfather, who in 1916 was at Yale with his roommate, was... uh, Henry Luce, who started Time Magazine, and said, hey, I want to start this magazine. And my grandfather said, what? Oh, yeah, Time Magazine. And it just seemed insane. You mean people around the country are all going to get the same magazine, and it's going to be like a month old by the time you publish it? Yeah, it's going to really work great. And my grandfather said, well, I'm going to go fight the Germans. So he left, and he was one of those guys in the trenches with the mud up to his neck, dead horses for miles in every direction, mustard gas, unbelievable. And I just got a copy of his diaries called Letters from the Front, which I'm parsing through and I'm going to turn into either an ebook or an audio book or something because it's first, you know, eyes in from an American in France 
in the trenches fighting the Germans and what that was like and why people do what they do. You'll find that there are people from all walks of life that get involved in the service because they think it's the right thing to do. They know it's the right thing to do. And even though some of us uh, here and there live very well, most of us don't. And I hate to say that, and I know it's politically incorrect, but it's true. It's like a pyramid. At the very top, it's swell. You get all your, you know, you get to have dinner with Noam Chomsky. Uh, life is good. Everything is paid for. You can go on lots of vacations. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about basic things like medical care, mortgages. It's just really not on your radar. And then the rest of the people are one paycheck away from living on the sidewalk with the people we're talking about. And it, everything is precarious and tenuous because in this country, which imagines itself to be a first world country is a second world or third world country when it comes to that. If you have lots of money, it is a first world country. Absolutely. It's resort time, honeys. It's easy living. But if you don't, it is a third world country. You may as well be in Mumbai. You may as well be in Jamaica somewhere. You may as well be in Morocco. You may as well be on the Gaza Strip. For many people, it is truly that bad. And if we don't like get honest about this and distribute these phone numbers and talk about this stuff and get into the solution, we're just burying the problem. So it gets deeper and deeper and then it's more bizarre when you bring it up. Question for you is why isn't this a big story on CNN? I don't mean here's a phone number. I mean, let's talk about homeless vets. Let's make it the lead story. Then do Gaza as three or four. Why not be talking all the time about American obesity, 63% of people are so massive. We don't use the word now anymore. We're large. And yes, we may be large, but do you know what the medical condition is when you have to suffer that kind of extra weight? For every one pound you are overweight, your heart has to pump an extra mile of blood. Then we've got cholesterol, we've got blood pressure meds, the meds react with this med, with that med, diabetes, high fructose corn syrup, which we know thankfully started to get pulled out of breakfast cereals. Why? Because people started to hear with uh, diabetes type 2, they started to hear that there was something wrong with high fructose corn syrup. And I know I've talked about this before. People won't know exactly what's wrong with it, but they were suspicious of it. What is wrong with it is it metabolizes like alcohol in your liver and causes uh, liver damage, can cause cirrhosis, full cirrhosis of the liver, and of course contributes at the speed of light to diabetes. Now we have Ozempic, so you can lose, you know, 60 pounds in two weeks and lower your ordeal at least with the diabetes. But really, can you, how long can you live so hypermedicated and do you have the funds to support it? This is not Canada, where it's free, or Germany, formerly Nazis now, let's remember, free healthcare. Even ex-Nazis think that other people they don't know, including black people and French people that live in Germany and people of all different colors and stripes, deserve 100% medical care. Ex-Nazis think so. But why in the United States are we worse than that? I mean, that that's, we're so punishingly cruel and self-centered about medical care here. Nope, you don't get it. I get it. You know why? Let me tell you something. If we had a plebiscite where the whole country gets to vote, knowing that 
or, or, let's put it this way. Congress, including a presidential written directive, all white people, all white people get free medical care starting tomorrow, and it's just deducted out of your taxes. You never have to worry about it again. Go to the doctor all you need, get whatever you've done, whatever, whatever you need done. All white people get free medical care tomorrow. I promise you it would be passed in one day. Oh my God, people would say this is amazing. But if they, but when it comes to all people in the United States get free medical care, just deducted out of their taxes like they have in Europe and they're all doing well, no way. So I think it is absolutely melanin-based. You may not agree, but then explain to me why it's not happening when I could tell you every white person I know, if I said you can have free, unlimited, all-you-can-eat medical care for nothing, they're just going to take it out of your taxes. You don't have to do anything, but it's just for you, just for your club members only, your yacht club members only. White people don't all belong in yacht clubs, but you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a flavor. They would say yes. And if you don't agree think deeper let's go to michael in la you're on rethinking heroes welcome hey good morning good morning uh i don't really have a a rant or anything uh i guess i'm calling to um just be cheerlead for your show i i kind of you know hit and miss uh uh turning on the radio and hearing you uh i'm retired so uh, you know, I can just do as I please, basically. <laughs> and I really enjoyed your show and your interviews. And I just caught the tail end of the uh, VA, uh, you know, undersecretary or whoever he was with the book. And uh, uh, I'm just calling to cheer uh, you on. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, I appreciate that, my friend, and thanks for coming out of retirement to make a call. That's that's a big deal. I vote yes. Uh, yeah, well, I just got you got up and started wandering towards the phone, and the next thing I knew, I was dialing KPFK. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll turn that into a promo because that's considered good behavior. Well, I, well, I am a I am a veteran, you know. Um, I I went into the army. Uh, way back after I got out of high school in 1969, mm. uh, they, I, I looked out and went to Okinawa and uh, had a duty assignment there. Uh, my barracks was uh, right on the shoreline, and it was just uh, when the tide pool, uh, when the tide went out, the tide pools were and there were, you could walk out there about a quarter mile out and then it dropped off about 30 feet uh, deep, uh, uh, you know, out, out of the ledge. But these side pools were filled with uh, this wonderful marine life and it was uh, just beautiful, you know. It was, uh, I spent a lot of time outdoors with a fellow Californian, another guy, you know, in the service there and we just, we were out there in the jungle uh, catching butterflies with butterfly nets and stuff. So, you know, man, it was, it was pretty nice. <laughs> Seems like we should return to the 60s, at least part of it. That sounds pretty good. 
But you know the 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 Air Force base. You know the SR seventy one. Do you know what that is? The what is it called? I think it's called the Black Hawk or oh, the Black Hawk helicopter. No, no. So pardon me, I got it wrong. It's the SR seventy one. I'm sure of that. It's it's a gigantic. Uh, just that had these huge engines, and it 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 went straight up. It was it's like a spy. Uh, uh, plane, you know, go high altitude, you know, you can't catch me with your, uh, you know, w- with your weaponry, try and blast me out of the air, you know, and they take a, a reconnaissance photograph and whatnot. And it was really something. I mean, you could hear the thing, you know, uh, I wasn't at that base, uh, uh, but you could hear it. So if you went outside quickly, you could see it, it going up. It, it went up like a rocket, you know. It was it was really pretty impressive, you know, for a, a piece of uh, aircraft, you know. That was, uh, but boy, if I was at that Kadena Air Force Base, you'd talk about, uh, uh, you know, black exhaust. It was like just huge, you know. Each one of those uh, gigantic jets on that thing was... Uh, Pushing out a lot of good, I'll tell you. But it was wow. pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, I, I appreciate your call, my friend. I really do. I thank you so much for being part of the family here on Rethinking Heroes, and I hope you'll um, leap over to your computer in a slow and casual way and sign up for our free newsletter at rethinkingheroes.com, so we can send you some of the other stuff that we can't do on the radio. Okay, well, I just uh, I just want to thank you again for doing the show. I think you're, you know, you're just uh, you just got terrific energy. So thanks a lot for everything you're doing. All right, my friend, I very much appreciate the compliment. That opens up a line at eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five eight one eight nine eight five KPFK eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five you know if you want a little thrill ride and this is something that i've done a couple of times i don't know how much they love it but the beach next to the airport in uh, lax that is there is as we all know we've flown in and out of lax a million times you fly over a beach well it's the planes fly really low like (laughs) a couple of hundred feet right off the beach in these giant planes huge planes come in and you lay on your back on the sand and you look straight up while the planes are coming in and it's like surround sound the ground rumbles the sand vibrates and jiggles at the surface and you're sitting there and it's just like a full body massage of like a deep growl as these planes fly over it's not for everyone maybe not a first date kind of thing although for me it would be i mean what could be what could be sexier than that but it's it's a lot of fun if you happen to like planes uh, 818-985-KPFK 818-985-5735 we're doing open phones friday kind of a new uh, bit of alchemy here to let you talk about what you've seen what you've heard what you've been thinking about all week a place to decompress i know a lot of our stuff is an outgoing signal uh, much of the time so i want to make sure that you know that this is your show and that you get to be part of programming it again we're going to take a pause here let me give out the numbers again 818-985-5735 whatever's on your mind 818-985-KPFK Listen while it's still legal. 
Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. RethinkingHeroes.com. Are you familiar with Riverside Recovery of Tampa? Well, they offer a profound, all-embracing approach to addiction treatment. With a dedicated team of empathetic professionals, Riverside Recovery is committed to guiding individuals on their path to enduring recovery, using a variety of science-backed therapies, counseling, and support services. Riverside Recovery values the individuality of every recovery journey. Their tailored treatment plans respond to the specific needs, the hurdles, and goals of each resident, providing effective aid regardless of whether you're taking your first steps in recovery or maintaining your progress. With Riverside, recovery isn't just achievable, it's an influential journey towards a healthier, brighter future. The testimonials of those who've undergone treatment there are evidence of rediscovered self-worth and potential. Located on the tranquil Hillsborough River of Tampa, Riverside serves as a peaceful haven, promoting self-discovery and healing. They acknowledge that recovery is about more than just overcoming difficulties. It's also about finding your innate strength and resilience. The Riverside Recovery's committed team are your empathic allies in your recovery journey. They comprehend that genuine healing involves the mind, body, and spirit, meticulously dealing with all facets of addiction. Riverside Recovery is your haven, providing a continuous stream of hope, nourishing the seeds of long-standing change and rejuvenation. Discover more at rrtampa.com or reach out at 800-871-5440. Preventing Truth Decay. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. RethinkingHeroes.com. And it is Rethinking Heroes. Carrie Harrison with you. Finishing up the show today. We were talking earlier with the former undersecretary of the VA Veterans Benefits Administration and learned a great deal. We learned that veterans no longer are sitting at the self-serve pump, uh, sitting. They may be wondering, like, writ large, we know, because nobody knows stuff is available. And this is what drives me nuts in this country. The things that are actually important, especially when a government actually governs, which seems anathema in today's world. Uh, Trump probably took five or six minutes and there was probably some real governance in there somewhere or anti-governance, but it was something. But generally speaking, when something good happens for the people, remember, we are the customers. They are our hired help. The government is there to do one thing. It is there to do what you can't do. Replace the light bulbs and the street lamps, fill in the potholes, uh, get you a better deal on your health care, provide services from soup to nuts, including military. And I have to say, it drives me nuts when people think that things are socialist in this country. Now, military service is socialism. I pay in my taxes, I get military backing. So do you, so does everyone. You don't get to opt out. It happens automatically. Nobody really has a problem with it. Just like the police, just like the fire department. It's just part of your taxes. But when it comes to a Band-Aid, oh, no. 
You will bleed. You will bleed because there is so much profit to be made by so many people that unlike the fire department, there aren't enough fires to make it really profitable to privatize it. And then if you don't have fire protection, your house will catch fire and burn down. And guess what? So will your neighbors because they don't want to pay for it either. And pretty soon the whole city is gone. But the insurance rates will quadruple after that just like Florida after hurricanes. And we are having the best time of our lives as insurance companies, which has nothing to do with anything. So this is wake up time for all of us. Let's go to Soren in La Habra. Soren, you're on Rethinking Heroes. Thank you very much, Kerry. Thank you for having me. I was interested to know if you had anything uh, to comment about the, the way that KPFA in particular, you know, its contribution to trying to navigate a situation where sometimes conspiracy theories are in the mix and that's generally the domain of the far right, you know, and people talk about dog whistles, like talking about globalists and stuff like that. And, you know, the banks and they're talking about Jews and we know these things. Yeah. How, what do you, what would you say about like KPFK's contribution? to sometimes deviating from the amazing, independent, hard-hitting journalism that is often found on the station, and then kind of having that, that power undermined by having shows that veer off into conspiracy theory. Well, you know, I can't speak for how stuff works uh, in the larger sense, but I, but I am going to do exactly what you have asked and answer your question in, in, through my prism, Okay. So unlike NPR, which pays everyone, has a budget, has program directors that are paid, they script everything, it goes through the mothership, so they don't have the latitude to veer off into the side. Um, and so you get what you get. You know what you're going to get. You're never going to get upset listening to NPR. You're never going to get like really pissed off. It's like pleasant. It's, and we, in, on NPR, they speak in an avuncular tone like this. And if someone spoke to you like that at the dinner table, you'd smash a plate over their head because it's condescending. But boy, is it a moneymaker, let me tell you. At this station, there are some people that get paid. There are a whole lot that don't. This is the last bastion of the original public radio. This was it. It was born in the late 40s after World War II by a pacifist named Lewis Hill up in Berkeley. And the whole idea was that the station would be self-supporting. So it's going to have like real people that aren't told you can say this, you can't say that. And I don't know what people read. I don't know what they believe or don't believe because there really is no person that decides what they get to believe or not. And I guess that's what free speech looks like. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's lunacy. Sometimes it's brilliant and sharp. And up to each of us, you and me, to remind each other over and over again to use critical thinking critical thinking. Give it the sniff test. If it doesn't seem right, we can look it up. And if we think it's wrong, well, then we know it's wrong and we get to talk about it. So I'm glad you said that because, you know, hold my feet to the fire too. Uh, hold everyone's feet and your own feet. And we have to remind Americans that we were really a very brilliant nation once upon a time before when we had free education in California. I mean, we were, this is where, uh, Silicon Valley was born. Why? Because all those people had a free first-class California education, just like you would get in England or in 
France or in Germany or in Switzerland, these first-rate free educations, and it spawns brilliant people. But unfortunately, we've on purpose idiotized our population down to nothing where we can have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene talk about Jewish lasers and 30% of America out of 280 or 300 million people are going to believe it's true because there's no one saying it's not. There's no news person saying, uh-oh, we got to look at this. It's like, no, next story, next story, next story. So I think half of it is media, half of it is education, and the other half or the other third, let's break it into thirds, is people like you, uh, Soren, doing the right thing and throwing this out in the middle of the room and making us deal with it. So I appreciate it, my friend. I appreciate the response. Thank you very much. Keep up the great work. All right, my friend. Have a great day. I think we probably have time for a real quickie. Let's go to C2 in South Central. You're on Rethinking Heroes. And it will be be real quick, too. Uh, I think I used to hear you on, uh, what is that, uh, Air America? Yes. Yes, I was on Air America for a couple of years. Okay, I used to listen to it sometimes. And, uh, of course, Henry Lucy, I listened to you off and on this morning. You know, one of the marvels of... uh, journalistic fascism in the early days. Oh, yeah, I remember Henry Lucy know who he is. Listen, I just called to say, you know, when Biden uh, made the comment that, um, you know, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black or something, something to that uh, effect? Yeah. Okay, well, of course, you well, of course, you know, they did have a few black people that voted for him, but I just called to say, if you, if you, if you vote for Biden, you ain't black. If you vote for Trump, you ain't black. Use a little electoral discretion and uh, and discipline when you go to the polls to vote for stuff. Leave those two numbers, or those two names out of it. All right. Well, I appreciate your check-in, my friend. Very much so. Thank you so much, C2 and South Central. Carrie Harrison with you. This is Rethinking Heroes, reminding you once again to get our free newsletter at RethinkingHeroes.com, where you're going to get a video of this, you're going to get audio, and then the live stream that I'm going to be doing on Wednesday, and you'll see it on KPFK's Facebook page, along with all the other social media. Just look for me out there. And that's at, sorry, I said 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Pacific. So join me on that. It'll be Q&A, Uncensored, our favorite flavor. Looking forward to seeing all of you next week and appreciate very much you guys spending time with me today and uh, i hope you have a wonderful week ahead listen well it's still legal rethinking heroes with carrie harrison rethinkingheroes.com